Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast, where we equip girls in knowing their identity and calling. I'm your host, Caroline Hare, the founder of Waves Girls Conference. It's a joy to bring some encouraging conversations, messages, and coaching that will give girls tools for life and ministry. We believe that you can start making waves for Christ in your home, community, and world today. We have some amazing guests that are doing just that. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to ask that you would leave a five-star review and share this episode with at least one friend that you think might like it or need it. I'd also love to connect with you on Instagram, so find me at Caroline Hare or at Waves Girls Conference. Okay, let's get on with our conversation. Well, hey girls, I cannot believe that we are on season five of the Waves Ministry Podcast. It has been such a blast being with you so far in this season, and today is a day with a special treat. I have a dear friend of mine with us today, and her name is Monica Marshall. Say hi, Monica. Hey, girls. So Monica, I've got to tell y'all, she is a friend of mine that is originally from Poland, But this girl has been making waves for Christ literally since she was a little kid. Um, She didn't even know Christ at that time at the way that she does now, but she was making a huge impact. Um, She is a wild horse, a can't be tamed kind of girl. She's sitting here in my waves office right now and she has on this t-shirt that says can't be tamed. And I just love it because that is what a waves girl is. It's somebody that can't be tamed. They're, they're wild. They make waves, right? Um, Monica is a special person in that she hears the voice of the Lord and she loves to lead others to Christ. She's passionate about discipleship. Um, she has led over, over 80 small groups for young, young women and women in general. And those small groups have spanned across 17 different countries. Like, wow, when we say making waves in your home community and world, this girl is doing it in her own home as a mom and a wife, but then she does it from a computer screen to women um, across the globe. And so um, she is very passionate about seeing girls come to know the Lord and and really just be fully activated in their gifts and their calling. Um, she has a podcast of her own that just launched here recently, and it's called Love Talk. And she's doing a special season right now on fear where she is doing daily thoughts on fear and how to overcome it. And it is so cool to see how, um, how God's just moving and working. So you need to go check it out in our notes is all the information for that. Um, she loves to write curriculum and and do different things for churches from time to time with curriculum studies and things. But I cannot wait for you to hear from Monica today. So Monica, we are so glad to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I have to tell you, I've listened to so many of your episodes and every single time I say one thing, I wish I had Caroline when I was 16. I wish I had Caroline when I was 14. I wish I had Caroline my whole life. (laughs) Girls, you are so blessed to have Caroline. That is so sweet. That is so sweet. I think, you know, so many people miss out on the fact that they have youth leaders or small group leaders in their church or in their own community. And it's like, I know for me, for those of you that maybe you don't have a youth leader, you don't have a small group leader that you've connected with, my prayer is that as we bring different people on, that you can connect with something that I say or that that other people as guests say. Um, So I want to ask you, I know I gave like a quick bio on you, but tell us something about yourself. Tell us some things that we don't know about you and that the girls might find interesting. Hmm. 
well, your bio made me sound very good. <laughs> very good. I was blushing. It's because you are that good. <laughs> um, something that people don't know about me is that I love to cook and bake. Yes, like and a she's pro. a good cook, y'all. She is so good. Um, like a pro. I used to make wedding cakes. Oh, really? I didn't know that. There you go. Girl, I'm going to keep that in mind for the future. <laughs> um, make you a beautiful one. Thank you. That's awesome. Okay, so I know for me, um, I love to travel. And with Waves, I was just saying to a friend of mine today, like, it's kind of travel season for Caroline right now that the next like four months, I'm going to be traveling a lot more than usual. Um, but whenever I travel, I love to just zone out on an airplane, listen to some music, or if I'm on a road trip, like, of course I love listening to worship music and that kind of thing. But like at some point on a road trip, I just need to like crank the music because I'm getting a little tired. I need some energy. What is your favorite crank up the music song? Um, to get you amped. So we are family of road trippers. And oh. when I say road trippers, the four of us get in the car and we drive for 10 plus hours. Little <laughs> breaks. My poor children, four and six, are Aww. conditioned. They, they, they know how to do yes, it. Yes, they do. So we have this pattern. We usually start with the sermon or podcast, then we move to a Christian music, then we move into a little more upbeat Christian music. At this point, we are at about mark three hours. Okay. In. We need something else. And if the family chooses, it's the 80s. I'm good with it. If I choose, it's Cotton Eye Joe. She loves the Cotton Eye Joe. Like, she loves that song. So, I, I, that is a very fun song. Do you know the dance? I do know the dance. That's awesome. I practiced really hard for my wedding. <laughs> we, do you have this on video? I do. Oh, we may need this for our Instagram. Don't you think so, girls? We may need this. Anyway, go ahead. Yep, we practiced really hard, and I danced Cat and I Joe at our reception twice because they just kept playing it over and over. It's so a good it song. Awesome. It's, it's a, a very good song. Happy. It's yes. actually my alarm on my phone because when you don't I want to throw it. it. No, when I wake up hearing it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good day. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Girls, if you have a hard time waking up for school, maybe you just need to change your alarm to Cotton Eye Joe. Um, so I got to ask you, I know like we both, she's a local here in Destin. She's lived in North Carolina and different places. But Monica, y'all, you don't understand. This girl actually literally lives on the beach. Like if you walk in her house, you can see the ocean from her front door. So she lives on the beach. I love it. I love the beach. But I've got to ask you, what's the most impactful time that you've spent at the beach? Um, so there are many, but the one that really stands out is when I was literally sitting on the beach, praying the beach away. I was asking the Lord to move me to the mountains because that's when I hear it, mm. hear him the most. And the Lord said, do you really think that the mountains are the only place where I can spend time with you? Oh. And when he said it, something just literally clicked in my head. That's I was good. like, ooh, I concentrated so much on the places where mm -hmm. I could hear the Lord versus practicing hearing him anywhere. Mm, and that really shifted my whole perspective. And since then, I've been talking to the Lord everywhere. My favorite places are shower and home goods, <laughs> of all the places. 
And the beach actually became a place where I go and I ask the Lord to show me his face. And we sit there on chairs and we talk and I don't wish for the mountains anymore. That is, that's awesome. I love that. You know, sometimes I think we get kind of stuck in these ruts of we can only hear from God in this one place or at this one time of the week or in this one type of worship service. And it's like, God can speak to us anywhere he wants to. Our hearts and our minds have to just be postured to hear from him. And I think that is so good. Um, so as you know, like this ministry is all about making waves for Christ, but I want to ask you, how does one, cause I know you didn't just start doing like, it wasn't overnight that you just suddenly were doing small groups in 17 different countries, um, over the course of several years, like that didn't just happen poof overnight. How do you go about making waves? Um, so it started one day when the Lord said to me, Matthew 5, 16. Mm. So I had to go to the Bible and I read it and it says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. And, you know, at this point I was so wrapped up in a thought process of, I have to be like on the stage and this big name and I have to have a website and a podcast and a blog and maybe even a TV show to make any impact. Mm. And when I saw that, I was like, whoa, that's not what God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. We can make waves just by shining his light. And quite frankly, 99.9% .9 of us will not be those people on the stages and right. planes and speaking mm -hmm. to masses. We are the ones that will be speaking to one at the time. And my biggest encouragement came from that message when I realized that my unbeliever friends may not go to church, mm -hmm. but they will absorb Jesus when I sit there and shine the light. That's good. And that's, that's really good. That's what I feel like making waves for the Christ is just shining the light at all times. Yeah, I think we get caught up in our heads that we have to have this platform or this position. And and girls, as you're in middle school, high school, college, like you may be thinking, well, I'm not a youth pastor. I'm not a small group leader. I'm just a, I just volunteer in the kids area on Sunday mornings. And it's like, but for you to be making waves, like you simply can just be shining a light right there in your school, right there on your team, right there in your own household, just by being different, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so everyone will notice that light. They yes. will, after a while, start saying that there is something different about this girl. Right, right. That's good. You know, I think about um, someone like you that has been walking with the Lord a little while, and you've, you've got some fruit and, and things like that of where you have, have started to lead people to the Lord and different things and doing all these different women's groups um, and girls' groups. Like, when I think about that, in order for you to have sustainable impact sustainable like you because it's easy to make a way for Christ like just one time like it's easy to be like yep I did that but to be able to have like a long term because waves come one right after another like once you jet like whenever we are out in the ocean and a wave comes and hits us we jump over it right and then another one comes and then another one comes in order for you to have that continual impact the only way for you to remain standing and making waves is really by having some core values. And so I'm just curious, what are some, because our theme this semester or this season is values, it's a thing, like we need values. So what are some of the core values that help you in making waves? Um, one of the things that I did a few years ago was 
figuring out what my values are in the different areas. Mm. So I have different values in my family and how I'm a mom and a wife. That's good. I have different values in a way that I work. Mm-hmm. And then I have core values for my ministry. And That's I good. think that that helped me really concentrate on it. So the core values in my ministry life are, um, I have five. And first one is know your worth, mm-hmm. especially for a girl or a woman, knowing that you are loved and that the highest price was already paid for you mm-hmm. it will just carry you through the life and carrying that realization in a depth of your soul will allow you to make decisions that are from a heavenly perspective mm-hmm. and no doubt it will save you from making a lot of mistakes that's good so that's a big one know your worth that's good i love that yep um is there more? Oh, Are you yeah. gonna, okay, I have five. Good. You want okay, all yes, I want all five. Tell me. Um, the second one is pray first. That's no matter good. what, pray first. And I know that in some situations we have to react very quickly. Yeah. So we can't just be like, oh, dear Lord, what do I do? Right. But I made it my habit to enter this situation by just saying, Jesus, and going for it. That's good. Because I still feel like just calling on his name will put me in that um, prayful state of mind. And then, you know, when you are done with it, with the situation, you can go on your knees and, and pray to the Lord, but pray first. And you have a good saying, Caroline, you say, pray, listen, obey, repeat. That's right. Girls write it down. This is just (laughs) pray, listen, obey, repeat. So good. You know, it should be a t-shirt, right? We have a couple t-shirts with it. I know I'm sold out in here. I would give you one. (laughs) We will have more at our waves conference in November. So please got it. I will get them for you. Yes. (laughs) Um, So also in a sense, you have to learn to guard your heart Mm -hmm. and hearts of those close to you. That's good. You have to help them with this and you need to be rooted in his heart. Mm, Everyone always talks about being rooted in a word. Yes, it's important, but be rooted in his actual heart. So when crisis arise or when a friend calls you and they're all frantic and in distress, being so rooted, you will be able to point back to the place where um, everything begins, which is in his heart. That's good. So you can remind them the promises he's spoken over them. And this way you can restart their thought process from that very place. And it's so easy to talk about something negative and fall into that mode of complaining and fall into that dark hole. But if you are grounded in his heart, mm-hmm. you will have complete ability to remove that enemy's, enemy's chatter. That's You'll just good. remove it and there will be what's left is just his promises. And um, I thought about it today because I often imagine the enemy like standing on the side, pouting like, wait a minute, I was doing a good job here and no one's paying attention to me. And it's because we are paying attention to the one who actually matters. So good. be grounded in his heart. Always love first. Just love first. Come with love at anything and everybody. And when you love first, you will start noticing how God sees other people. You may still not like them. You may still feel like you don't even want to be around mm-hmm. them, but you will start noticing the good in them, mm-hmm. what God sees in them, their potential, their future. And that's something very important to me. And then the last one, girls, I'm speaking so directly to you here, is be selective about who your friends are. It's good. Um, 
if you trust everyone that you know, you will find yourself not being able to trust anyone. Yes. The more you share with people, the more will, you'll expose yourself to unnecessary and painful rumors. And I know that because of technology and churches and schools and workplaces, we have so many friends. But because of that, we are having such a hard time having that one good mm -hmm. friend, the, the friend that will drop everything they are doing to pray with you. Sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. Listen, we're having trouble hearing you. Her Siri <laughs> just so kicked sorry. in. <laughs> it's all good. It doesn't like my accent, I think. Um, <laughs> so girls, what I'm trying to tell you is that become the friend you want to have in your mind and your heart first. Mm -hmm. Start guarding yourself, start being selective, and then all of a sudden you'll meet that one That's friend. Good. That's really, really good. No, it's all good. Listen, we are real people in real time. <laughs> um, so here's what, um, what I'm curious about. I love those core values. I mean, if you're taking notes, I will just go back over them real quick with you. It's worth praying first, um, stay grounded in your heart, in his heart. Um, always love first and then s be selective about your friends. Like those are some huge and great core values to keep you on track. You know, at Waves, we really focus so much on identity and calling, like knowing who we are, what we're called to do. You know, when I know that you didn't just appear overnight with these core values. I feel like I just figured my core values out. But, um, I, and we're always on this process of growth. But for you, like, when did you first know your identity in Christ? When was that first moment that you were like, oh, I'm, I'm literally a child of God. Like, when was that first moment? Um, I can tell you exactly. It was in November 2013. <laughs> really? That's how specific I can tell you this. Um, it was the time I was in my early 30s, about five years after I verbally accepted Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and I was having a horrible year. Mm -hmm. I was sick. My marriage was having issues. There were issues at work. I mean, nothing was going for me. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure if I even had it in me, what it needed to happen to dig me out of it. I, I was in a really, really dark place. And there was one day in particular where I just, I couldn't anymore. I was mm. so lost. And when I was so lost, the Lord literally appeared in front of me in the form of a sun ray, in mm -hmm. the shape of a heart. And he said to me, Monica, I already won for you. If you find yourself in the middle of a battle, don't forget that your biggest weapon is a prayer. Oh, that's good. And Caroline, the moment I heard that, I literally collapsed on my knees. I never prayed out loud until that day. So I collapsed on my knees and I was like, Jesus, with like the big <laughs> fat question mark at the end. Yes. Um, but that was the moment when I realized that he loved me and my identity was in him. That's I was good. his and not mine anymore. That's good. That was, that was a big day. That's a life-changing moment. You know, when did you start? So you had that moment of understanding that you were, you were God's, like you were chosen, you were his, like, when did you start to understand your calling though? He didn't give me much time to dwell in my identity <laughs> before he showed me my calling. Right. It was in that moment on my knees when he showed me a vision that he had for my life. Wow. 
and it, it seemed like I was watching a movie yeah and I was so in awe of the fact that he believed in me enough to even show it to me yes I, I did not believe in myself that much but that was the moment and that was like I said in 2013 and I wish I could say that you know the next thing was I just got launched into something beautiful but the truth is that it took years for me to find the right place in my heart to refine my soul to refine my mind to go through that whole process of becoming who he needed me to become mm-hmm. before he was able to launch me into ministry so good you know and i think so many times like we just have to be open to hear it and receive it and not think that we're crazy mm-hmm. i know that i had a moment similar to yours and that god showed me some things about my life um, back whenever I was in college. And I remember I, because I was so nervous, I wasn't sure if it was really me hearing from God. I didn't tell a soul about any of them for, I mean, really about eight years. I didn't speak of any of them until I saw one of them come true. And then I was like, Oh, maybe that was for real. And it's like, girls, like, don't, um, now I will say this, it's not always something that you need to go just like broadcast what the Lord has shown you in private, but it is something that you need to harbor in your heart and not give up on. So I think that's really beautiful. Um, what was the process of walking both of those out? Like you had these two moments close together of understanding who you are and then what you're called to do, but then like, how do you put those both together and start walking them out? Um, It was really exciting and in some ways super excruciating. (laughs) Um, You know, when you realize your identity, you realize that you need to let go of the old Mm -hmm. to make space for the new, which in reality means going through a very reformative process. And I think the hardest part was facing my mistakes, Mm -hmm. my shortcoming, realizing the depths of my sinful nature, and then humbling my ego just enough to go to the Lord and say, I did that. Oh, that's ugly. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I knew I was already forgiven, right. but I needed to, to actually say it loud. And I think the hardest part was that the wounds were being open mm-hmm. and the shame becomes so overpowering that so many times it just slid right back into old ways because I was like, I'm so ashamed of what I've done. I don't think I can move forward. So it was a long process, but at the same time, there was this fire burning in me. I was like, I know that I know that I know what he showed me. And if I do all this work, I can get there. I think I can get there. I know I can get there. We'll get there. So it was this process of just forward motion very slowly being refined by the Lord until one day he said you aren't completely ready but you are ready enough for this step right and I remember when I felt that readiness for the first step I was just like oh Monica and I'm so ready I mean the excitement of it it was so worth all of it process that's so good I think so many times we think that especially whenever God does put a vision in our heart or in our mind a lot of times we think that we have to really just immediately jump into the huge vision and it's like there's a lot of baby steps that can come before that and he just wants you to be obedient with that first step and then he gives you the next step um 
I, I was going to ask you too. So whenever it comes into to walking out those steps and those processes, this is a rogue question. Um, how do you discern what step is the next step that you need to take? Um, you start removing me, myself, and I mm-hmm. from the question or from the sentence or from the statement, and you put God in it. Mm-hmm. And if it truly is from God, you can insert that God word in it. If it's from you, you won't be able to put God without cringing. You'll be like, oh, I'm trying to make something work like it's from God, but it's really from me. So that's one of the things I do. But the other one is when I receive this step, no matter how tiny it is, I don't act on it immediately. What I do is I receive it. I thank the Lord for it. And the next day I sit down with my journal and say, Lord, I heard this. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about it? That's good. And through a series of questions, I either receive confirmation, or I hear that my ego just tried to sneak in around right. stuff. <laughs> so after that, after I know that God confirmed it, I start praying, asking him, how do I get ready for it? What mm-hmm. is there in me, in my life, in my thoughts that still needs to be removed? for me to be fully ready for it. That's good. And the answer is usually immediate. (laughs) Immediate. And um, I'll tell you something funny. Before the podcast, Mm -hmm. um, he told me when to launch it, and then it just didn't feel right. And I finally asked him, I was like, well, you gave me the date, but now you're giving me a different date. Why? And he literally said, you need to start exercising so your breathing capacity it's a little more <laughs> flexible. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then when I recorded the first podcast and I was so out of breath, I was like, you oh, that's what it is. So it sounds so funny, but he made it clear. Like you yeah. are not physically ready. You yeah. didn't get ready for my timeline because you didn't work yeah. out enough. I was like, <laughs> he's like, I want you ready. It's like that scripture that says, I need you ready in season and out of season. It's funny because people don't think like even our physical well-being. like sometimes he just wants, he's like, you've got the spiritual part ready. You've got that part ready, but you're not physically ready for the task. And how, how good is he that he would even just push pause for a second to say, okay, let's get you caught up. Let's go then. Um, so, you know, being a waves girl and um, it, we, we say that it embodies several different core values. And, and those core values are that we're worshipers first and foremost, not just on a Sunday morning, but like our lives are worship and um, that we are advancing. We're advancing in our relationship with the Lord, advancing the kingdom at the same time that we are vocal. We're not afraid to speak up and we're not even afraid to um, be vocal about the things of God. And sometimes being vocal looks different in different seasons, right? Um, that we're engaging with heaven and engaging others. Um, and that we're solid. Um, so when I talk about those core values of a waves girl, how have you walked these out in your home, your community, and in the world? Yeah. So let's start just going through the list. Worshippers. So worshiping can look so differently for everyone. Right. And when you hear a word worship, you think singing and praising. Right. Um, for me, it's actually thanking the Lord. Mm. And I learned that just noticing his glory Mm. and his creation and thanking him, like showing him appreciation feels more of a worship 
act to me than even singing and praising. Wow. And you'll hear me say the silliest things like just this morning or yesterday morning, we were eating smoothie balls and I said, Lord, thank you so much for spoons. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's the silliest things, yeah. but it, you start noticing those creations and I just feel like when you show him the appreciation, you worship him in many ways. That's great. Um, I was thanking him for inventing printers today. <laughs> so it's, it's silly things, but it's a big deal to me. That's good. Um, advancing, I believe that bringing his kingdom to this earth is of high priority. And I like to do it by investing mm-hmm. in people, in their lives, igniting them, activating their gifts. Um, I believe that if everyone understands that they have the identity in Christ and that they were given this set of beautiful gifts from the spirit mm-hmm. and they know how to actively work within them, they can be world changers. Yes. And I just love helping people see it and move forward. Um, vocal, this is, this is something that's very hard for me because I do receive a word of knowledge. I do receive prophecy. It isn't always taken well, and I think partially because... I think you're among good company if you look at the the (laughs) prophets in the Bible and people that have that gift, so it's okay. I speak just like Elijah, boldly, you know, (laughs) and not everyone receives it well, so sometimes I do have trouble being bold in my speech, and in those times, I often just pray. I literally ask the Lord that he sends the heavenly host. Mm to say what needs to be said to the person. But other than that, I mean, I send emails, I go to people and I tell them what I've seen. Girls, here's the thing, like today, everyone filters everything they wanna say to make sure it's culturally appropriate and that we don't come too strong. And in reality, we're just sugarcoating everything and no one gets the message. That's good. Be bold. Be bold. bold. That's good. Um, Engaged. What it looks like to me is being alert. Mm -hmm. I need to be alert. And when I am alert, it allows him to point my eyes, especially my spiritual eye, to where it needs to go. And when that happens, I'm able to be just active in those situations, um, active in those conversations. So being alert equals being engaged to me. It's good. Um, And then solid, to me, it simply means knowing who and whose I am. That's right. That's it. Um, You will see me waver and shake and you will see me, I mean, you experience me calling you in tears. That happens to all of us. But knowing what my position with the Holy Family is and going back to it just takes away that wavering and that shaking. And that's what keeps me solid. That's good. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You know, um, we, we want to keep continuing this conversation and I feel like we have so much to learn from you. I know that as a friend, I have so much to learn from you. Um, but I know these girls do too. So where can we find you? Um, where can we follow you? Where can we listen? We will put all this stuff in the notes, but, but where can girls keep up with you? Um, I'm not that very active, but you can find me on Instagram. It's just Monica Marshall, Monica with a K. Um, you can find my podcast. I think you said you will put a link. It's yes. called Love Talk, Soul to Soul Conversation. And um, 
there's a website that we'll be launching soon right. with the blog and all kinds of fun downloads. So um, I encourage you to keep checking until it launches. <laughs> it will soon. And it's going to be really pretty. I've seen a preview. It's going oh, to be really good. pretty. That's exciting. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and just talking with us about values. It's a thing. It's something it that we thing. have to, we have to have. And girls, I just want to encourage you that if you haven't taken the time, I know over the last few weeks we've been talking about this, but but if you have not taken the time to sit down and ask the Lord, what are my core values? Like, what are the things that are driving me and that are going to keep me um, standing in my faith and making an impact? Maybe this is the time for you to do just what we've been talking about. Sit down and talk to the Lord about it and pray about it and ask him, what are my values? What are the things that you want for me to be anchored in? And so um, thank you so much for joining thank us for today. Me. Absolutely. I loved it. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.